fuck it's cold. It is cold, cold, cold in Monrovia. It's 57 degrees right now. It's about 11.50 on the 19th of April. And it is too fucking cold. Now, I know what that means to most of you. You're, you're probably saying to yourself, 57 degrees? Come on, man. You know, man up. But you don't understand. I'm Mexican. Uh, we get cold at at least 75 degrees. I have to put on a light sweater at that point if it gets, you know, around that temperature. So, fucking 57 degrees. It might as well be Alaska. Oh, fuck. I hate being cold. I hate being cold. Um, I am sitting at my desk at my home office. And I have the heater on in April. Uh, I typically shouldn't have to uh, have these kind of accommodations, but I need to because it is so fucking cold. And I just realized that I've spent about a minute carping about the weather, so I think I'm going to stop and get to the point at hand today. Uh, And here's what it is. So I spent the majority of the morning today going back and forth with people at the National Park Service. Uh, And that's not a bad thing. Uh, I guess it's Find Your Park Day, and today they had a Find Your Park, uh, hashtag Find Your Park uh, conversation about the National Park Service and, and what you, what do you enjoy about the National Park Service and different companies or different uh, entities got to ask questions about the National Park and you got to chime in. And I had one of the most fun mornings. Uh, I was supposed to be working at the office taking phone calls from potential real estate clients, but uh, I was able to steal a minute or two away to keep a look, to look at the Twitter feed and see what, what questions were being asked about the National Park Service. And I had a blast talking to people, talking to National Park folk, talking to other podcasters about uh, that, that talk about the National Park, you know, about all things nature in, in the USA. And I discovered a lot of things that I didn't know about you know, before. And I was also able to share about my experiences with the National Park. And it really got me to think about uh, how I grew up. Uh, and, and what my relationship with nature was back when I was just a kid, when I first got to the U.S., and what my relationship is now, and also what the relationship that my children have with nature uh, now uh, that, that, that you know that I'm a parent. So that's what I kind of wanted to talk about today and meander with my thoughts. Uh, just real quick update about Chirpy. Uh, he's still here. Uh, you know, I have we ha- I have really struggled with this whole question about what to do with Chirpy. Um, I don't know what's going to happen to him. Uh, we really are trying to do by the best. He Sometimes he has good days. Sometimes he has bad days. Uh, there are some days, like yesterday, which was hour by hour. He would be quiet for a, for a long time, and I would think, hey, he's going to make it. I think we can hold on to him. And then he would get something, you know, something would come up, uh, and, and he would start going off, and then I would think, no, I, you know, I should probably catch him now and figure out what to do with him. So it's been back and forth. We've been vacillating with the question about what to do with Chirpy. But with regards to what's going on with him, he is still on the premises. He's still uh, chirping away, uh, calling away. And, uh, you know, I'll give you guys an update, you know, on what happens should something happen. Okay, so the National Park Service. Um. 
when I was growing up, well, you know, I know sometimes you, some of you guys don't know. I came here when I was about 10 years old, uh, started in the fourth grade at Malabar Elementary School in East Los Angeles, California. Um, and I remember looking at all the different posters throughout campus about nice places to visit. And uh, every now and again, I think I would think about, to talk to my dad about, oh, do you think we could go to a park? Do you think we could check out a park? And to my dad, that was an affront. That was almost an insulting question. What mean you needed to? Why would you need to go to a park, asshole? We have a perfectly nice backyard. Uh, you know, you have chickens to play with. You have dogs to play with. Uh, you have chores to do. Why the fuck would we need to go to a park? Never mind a national park. What is there to do there? Uh, yeah, trees and, you know... Uh, Things have been around for hundreds of thousands of years or millions of years, but that doesn't compete with fucking rooster, right? Oh, yeah, we had a rooster back when I was growing up. That's East L.A. That was okay. Anyways, so for years I would, uh, you know, I, I asked and, you know, prodded and tried to go around him and maybe ask my mom, but there was no talking to her about making a trip like that. But I think it wasn't until maybe my 7th grade, 8th grade, that they finally decided that we would go to a park, that we would take a trip uh, over a, a summer vacation and actually check out one of these uh, national parks that are so popular with the kids nowadays. Now, we're so popular with the kids now, back then. Um, my dad used to work at a place called El Mercadito in East Los Angeles. It's basically a big bazaar um, uh, for Mexican folk. Uh, you can find pretty much anything Mexican or Mexican-oriented in East Los Angeles there. He used to work security there, and he had worked security for years. Um, he was the head of security. Uh, but he finally agreed one day to ask for vacation time. He got the time uh, uh, approved, and so we decided to, uh, we got on the car, we took our old minivan, actually not a minivan, Econoline van, uh, up to uh, Yosemite National Park. And to be honest with you, I don't really remember much about the trip other than this. I took a photo with my mom that I recall it being the first time that I was actually taller than her. Now, that's not a big feat. Um, uh, feet. My mom is maybe 5'3", five, 5'4", five, so, you know. Yeah, uh, I was gonna. Uh, I was just, you know, an inch taller than her, but you know, that's nothing. I, I'm a shorty. I'm five seven now, and uh, my son. I'm sure by the time that he gets into a high school, he'll at least be three inches taller than I am. So, uh, I know that I remember back then thinking, "Oh man, look at me! I'm a big, tall dude." And then I noticed that I was actually stepping on a rock, and so the only reason why I was taller was because um, I was I was standing on something. But nevertheless, though, it's the first time, it's the first appearance of me being taller and uh, taller than, than my parent. And so I hold on to this, to that day as the moment I arrived. Uh, so that's one memory I have of it. Uh, the other memory is that there was another woman on the trip. I can't tell you who she was because I don't really remember the relationship to my parents. But there was a woman on that trip that I really didn't know. I don't recall my mom being cool with her going, but nevertheless, she's in pictures. Um, 
I think she was a friend of the family. I'm sure she was a friend of my dad's. I'm not trying to put shade on him or anything, but it's really bizarre that on this family trip that we had been waiting to go on for years, there was this strange woman in our pictures. And uh, anyways, that's just that. It's just a weird memory that I have. I remember there being water uh, throughout the place. I remember there being super tall trees. And I remember about my dad bitching about the fact that we had to be in and out of the place in one day. Uh, that there were other people that, you know, uh, I guess hung out there over the weekend and would camp, in, in quotations marks, uh, but that we weren't staying. It was a one-day thing. You get to see the trees. You get to see the water, maybe a fucking deer and chipmunk, and then we're out of here. And that was my experience with Yellowstone. It was the one and only time that I ever spent time in on an, at a national park when I was a kid. Uh, fast forward... Shit, um, many, many years, maybe a decade. And that's when I met, then I met my wife or girlfriend back then. And her parents had an entirely different relationship with national parks, California, Alaska, uh, different states throughout the Southwest. I mean, they were, you know, they, they, they traveled. They got on their... Uh, RV and they went to go see places and they camped overnight and they had this tradition of actually spending time in the land uh, and that was such a foreign thing to me that when, when Nicole asked me for the first time to go camping I was like nah I'm cool I mean I'll go with you and if there's a nice uh, uh, hotel or motel somewhere around I'll stay there but I'm not gonna fucking camp I'm not you know uh Gonna go out and lay, lay out in the dirt. Uh, and fucking A, I've seen plenty of scary movies. And there's there's all sorts of people out there with machetes and, and bad intentions and, uh, uh, and Cubans uh, who want to get you. So no, I don't think so. Uh, that's, not, that's not gonna be something that I'm into. Uh, but she cajoled me and convinced me. And we finally went to on our first camping trip. And... Gosh darn it, I fell in love with it. I fell in love with the land. I fell in love with the quiet. I fell in love with the sky. Seeing the sky for the first time without there being a thousand lights uh, from L.A. Um, and I just really, really enjoyed the peace in, that, that the woods would give me. I can't tell you where the first place I went camping to. That's... I, probably because I was drinking too much during those trips too. But I, I know that I fell in love with it. And ever since, I have, I have made it a point that whenever we can, that we go out and seek a new place and, re and experience nature in its rawest form. Um, so there you go. Now, that was the other crazy part is that we ha I had to go out there and buy all sorts of new gear that I was n not accustomed to. Now, to you, having a sleeping bag ain't no big thing. To me, my first sleeping bag, I was probably in my early 20s. And, and, and fun fact, I still use the first sleeping bag that I ever bought. Um, and so does, uh, so does my wife. These things have lasted 20 years. Uh, we take care of them. Uh, they've been washed maybe six times. I know, gross, but I, I believe in the patina of camping. Um, 
and they're still around. And you know what? If they last long enough, I would like to pass them on to my kids. Those things have seen some action, you know. Uh, no dirty birds, not that way. I'm just saying that they've been to many, many places now. So we, I had to get that. Um, I had never made fire before uh, out in the woods. Uh, now, again, I know you have matchsticks and all that good shit, but to me, it was such a rare thing to like actually make a fire, to be out in the woods and put sticks together and make a fire. That was that fucking thing blew my mind when 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 I was a kid. Like, oh, or I, in my in my nine, in my twenties, early twenties. Like, okay, I gotta make a fire, and not only that, but I gotta stay awake long enough to make sure to put it out because I'm not going to disappoint. Uh, the bear, uh, Smokey. I'm not gonna, you know, he's the, he, I took him seriously. You do not mess with Smokey. I, and I do not, and I want to, uh, prevent, uh, forest fires. So, um, you know, putting a fire together, taking it down, or putting it out, important stuff. That, 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 I take that very, very seriously. Setting up a tent. Um, I am not mechanically inclined. I get confused easily by instructions. So even making, uh, putting up a tent today with as simple as instructions as we have with, with the equipment that we have, I get anxiety out of it. Whenever my wife says, hey, we're going on a new camping trip, automatically in my head, I get freaked out because I know I'm going to have to put up a tent. And I think a big chunk of it comes from the fact that uh, it also means that you have to like bring stakes, you have to bring a cover, uh, you may show up at your uh, campsite later in the evening, so you might have to set up a tent in the dark, which means you have to practice doing it because you have, may have limited light. Um, I hate zippers. And for whatever reason, I'm always jamming them. Um, it fucking drives me insane uh, to be in the middle of the night having, having to go pee. And there I am fighting with a zipper. That gives me anxiety. Um, and then it's also that, especially with group camping, that you have to kind of go, you know, primeval uh, with regards to sites. Because you might love your friends, but you don't want to get stuck with a bad site. You want to have shade. You want to have it where it's clear, clear uh, as clear as possible and as flat as possible. And if you don't get there early enough when you're sharing sites with other people, then you're probably going to get stuck like in the East L.A. version of, of the campsite. And you don't want to do that, right? So that's something else that gives me anxiety. Uh, so anyways, that whole uh, setting up a tent thing, uh, it's a, it was a whole other adventure. Um, I have a freak out about running out of essentials. Uh, I remember once when we traveled to the Donner Party, uh, I'm sorry, to Donner Lake uh, in Northern California, and it was the first time I had ever heard about the Donner Party. And if you don't know about the Donner Party, it's a bunch of people that were coming uh, to California or through California. They got stuck by Donner Lake, at Donner Lake over a winter, and I guess they had to eat one another because... They, they, you know, they, they didn't have enough supplies and they, uh, they were kind of landlocked or snowlocked uh, during a harsh winter. And so I remember, I, I remember reading about that back in 2001 um, and realizing that, fucking A, you, you go to some of these places and you risk dying uh, if you don't have the right equipment. And especially now that I have kids, like I have freakouts about 
Do we have enough food? Do we have enough water? Um, are we any? Are we going to be anywhere near restrooms? Uh, snakes scared the hell out of me. Uh, tarantulas scared the heck out of me. Uh, so, you know, and also drinking too much uh, at these things, and then you know, wandering off, and then then dying of thirst somewhere. Uh, in a desert-like place like Joshua Tree or like Death Valley where we were just last. Like that kind of stuff gives me anxiety. Like uh, we need to have everything ready. Uh, and how soon can we get to uh, medical care if we need to? Um, and because, you know, I'm a city dweller. Everything is within 20 minutes of me. And and even that's not close enough. If I could have a, like a, ner- uh, uh, a doctor's office within two minutes of me, I would prefer that. If I If I could have friends that were doctors... I would love that. That way I could pawn off questions about my kids and myself uh, to them. But I don't. Uh, so there you go. Anyway, so that that gave me anxiety. Um, then there's the cleanliness. If you've known me long enough, you'll realize that I'm a germaphobe. I don't like dirtiness uh, to the point where I don't even like it when people use, uh, you know, I don't like toilet humor. I've never, I've never enjoyed it. I, when it comes to my kids, I ask them not to. I don't think it's funny. Uh, just because the thought of toilet humor, it makes me feel icky and gross and whatever. So imagine, well, anybody who has camp, you know that you're probably not going to shower the right way for at least a few days if you even shower at all. So just the thought of the grime, what you collect over the course of even three days out in wherever you are, I fucking hate that. I can't, there's been times when I've gone in the car after a long road trip and, and, and I can just kind of smell the concoction of aromas that four people in our family can create in an enclosed uh, truck and just knowing that that is out there, that, 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 that we are emanating that. It freaks me out. I hate it. I hate it. Um, so that's, that's also a, a component that I, I don't quite like. And so you think, oh, fuck, you go, you're, you're bitching about everything. Anything that uh, is part of the uh, camping experience, you seem to be like coming down on. So why are you saying that you like it? Well, I'll tell you... Uh, I, the the big the first time that I got to see the big trees uh, over by at Kings Canyon, um, the national park there, uh, and walked among these humongous trees that exist in the world, um, I was in awe. I am in awe of what nature can create. I, uh, I I can't fathom something living so long and becoming so massive. Uh, whenever you walk to these places, and spoiler alert if you've never been there, but some of these trees once upon a time were cut down uh, for logging purposes, and to see the remnants of trees that were just chopped down by assholes who just needed to have the wood, not to survive, just for commercial use, and to see these things, and seeing all the rings, which means all of the history that they have seen or they, they, they have experienced, uh, and to see them cut down because man needed to cut them down, like that makes me ill. It makes me sad. But on the flip side, 
the fact that we as a nation, uh, maybe not us now, and, there, and certainly there are a lot of people that care about uh, the trees, but that we as a nation uh, once upon a time decided these things are important enough for us to keep, uh, safeguard, and then promote to the nation's children uh, and to nature lovers uh, throughout. The fact that we had that, uh, that mentality once, that gives me a lot of hope. Um, and so it's both good in the sense of you can see what rampant, uh, rampant uh, greed can do, but also the fact that if you fight hard enough, that you can't maintain those places. Or being at the Grand Canyon and uh, going there as a Southern California person with knowledge that the Grand Canyon's hot, but then going there during the winter time and not realizing that it gets really, really cold, and being there in flip-flops and, and, and thin shirts and freezing our balls off. Uh, but just seeing the Grand Canyon, not like you've seen it in pictures forever, but seeing it covered with snow, right? Seeing my kids jumping around uh, rocks that have been around for billions of years. And that there they are, hopping around, just being kids, and they're screaming to the top of their lungs because they're having such a great time, and just hearing the echoes bounce off the rock walls, and just thinking about the fact that some of these, that they had, they, 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 there have been kids shouting gleefully there for thousands of years, tens of thousands of years, and that my kids' screams are somehow mixing with all of that history. That drives me uh, wild. I, I, I love that concept or that idea. Or Death Valley, which by name alone doesn't seem like a place that you would have any fun, but uh, quite to the contrary, just being there, being super impressed with how beautiful a desert can be. You know, I have been to countless, uh, uh, countless trips now to countless camping trips and visited so many different places. And it, this has been the first time over the last 20 years where I actually fell asleep outside and just felt peaceful and not worried enough uh, and not worried at all so that I could have a good night's rest. I woke up, yeah, I had a couple of glasses of wine, but I woke up around 2.30 in the morning and I felt like I was covered in a blanket. And it was just the heat of the desert still, you know, that it was emanating still from the floor that had covered me in a blanket. And I am just sitting there, and something woke me. And you look up, and there was not a cloud in the sky. And you see stars, just the number of stars that the desert gives you access to. It makes you cry. You're not human if it doesn't evoke some type of emotion. And I sit there, and my, my wife got mad at me because, again, it was like 2.30 in the morning, but I went to the tent where, um, you know, they were all sleeping, and I woke up my son, who did not really want to get up. He was in deep slumber, and told him to come out because I feel it important to hug him, to share with him the sky, to look up and tell him, look at that. Look at the marvel of our universe and look how tiny and feel how insignificant we are, but the fact that we are part of it 
and it is part of us. I'm not religious, but if, and so I don't understand some religious feelings, but I can understand awe in something that you cannot understand fully. Does that make sense? That, you know, uh, and, I, and I argued with this with myself and my head a lot of the times, and it's the concept of having faith in something that maybe your mind will never be able to wrap its mind around. I get that feeling, not from a God. Sorry, I, I don't mean to offend you if, if that's what you believe in. I do respect that you do, and I am trying to find common ground with you so that maybe we can find a base where you and I are, are somewhat together, but I will never, I don't think that I will ever come across that. Um, but I think I, I get it. Because that amazement, that feeling of awe, uh, it's as close as I am ever going to get. And I think it's pretty darn good enough. But anyways, I want to pass that on to, my, to the next generation. Uh, and, I have been, and I did that in a place called Death Valley. Imagine that. And, and, and I could go on. There, Joshua Tree and running around the boulders. Uh, and the kids just finding all of these little caves of wonder spread throughout the, the valley. Or when we've gone to places near the beach and just hearing the ocean just do its thing, but knowing that my kids are, are, are playing in, 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 in these fantastic places. Uh, and, and, and realizing that because this is now part of their culture, that they are most likely going to want to pass that on. Uh, and it's, it's funny because you would think, well, that's you, Hugo. But my sisters have come to them to do it too. Uh, they found nature in their own way. Um, and people complain about, you know, the, the, the American experience. They complain about Americans. Uh, uh, listen, there's a lot to complain about, right? But I have found that the love of nature by, some, by a lot of people in this country, it is a thing. Uh, it is something that a lot of us share. And it doesn't matter whether you're brown or you're black, you know, um, white, whatever. I feel that there's a community of nature lovers that it's not hard to find. And then once you tap into, um, you're in really good company, right? And so I see that my sisters now, on their own, independent of me, somehow they found other folks in their circle that love camping and so guess what they're out there they're out there all the time and we have an entire sphere of families that we ourselves have found here in our community that we have been camping with them for years um we can tell stories now five six years deep of things that happen we have this common shared history that who knows, you know, people go in all sorts of different ways throughout life, but I know that we have a good, solid chunk of time uh, and experiences that we will share together, uh, that we will know that we were all there as a group, as a little village, and that we have that, and our children have that. These are memories that they will always possess, um, and they might, and who knows, if we're lucky, they, we, this might be ongoing forever. And I sure would hope that it would be. Because if I could spend the rest of my life uh, being friends with some of these people, ah, oh, what a wonderful life that would be. So you get online and you think Twitter is like this, you know, 
uh, most isolated type of place, you know, with all villainy and scum and, and, and people just talking trash about everything. And, and then you find the Find Your Park um, hashtag and people coming out of the woodwork uh, talking about their favorite places, sharing photos of where they've been, sharing photos of where they would like to be. Uh, and it gives you the sense that you're not alone. Uh, in this love of nature, in this love of American land, uh, and that there's hope that these places will stay important places for years to come. And if you get a chance to look at the hashtag one of these days, and if they do it again, and I really wish that the National Park uh, Service does it as, again, if you ever have, if you have a, a passion for the National Park System, by all means, share your stories let whoever is in charge, well, let the folks in charge of these systems know that it's important that we, fu that we fund uh, the national park system and that, 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 we, that, we put that we reinvest into these places because they are life-changing. They really are. I am a better person, I think, because of the National Park Service, because of these national parks. Um, and despite the anxiety that camping uh, produces for me, it is, every single time that I go, it is so worth it. I come back better um, as a person. So that's my thoughts for today. Uh, check out find, uh, hashtag find your park, uh, and I will talk to you guys soon.